There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my name is Mike Goldman and welcome to On The Mic. I feel rude having my sunglasses on, but I'll just take them off at the start and then put them back on so you can see that I'm not actually drunk and wasted partying in LA with some dude on a rooftop. Now I'm here with international businessman, man of mystery, Nicholas Stone from Bluestone Lane Coffee. This guy is an absolute legend. He played AFL in Melbourne and came over here to the States working in New York for ANZ and then realized the coffee was shit, like most Australians <laughs> do when he first got here. And then all of a sudden he's decided to, uh, to open his own coffee house. He's got so many amazing stories. And here's our guest today on the mic, Nicholas Stone. Welcome Mike, to the show. Thank you. That's Mr. A, Bluestone Lane. What an auspicious introduction. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you. They're always auspicious. Look at this tasty food. We're actually uh, in Santa Monica. No, no, we're in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Um, and I was in Venice before. I was going to say Venice, but yeah. it's, a, it's a tough coffee area to enter. There's some amazing coffee houses there around is. here. I mean, you, went, you started out in New York where the coffee was crap, but, uh, <laughs> but now they've, they've sort of followed you and everyone else is, is try, trying to catch up with your game. But here, it's, it's a, it'll be, wouldn't be an easy game for you. Yeah, more, definitely more sort of competition, but still tremendous opportunity. And uh, we're actually opening our first uh, location in Venice, our first cafe, and we're going to serve breakfast through dinner, which Ooh. we've never done before. So we're working on that. We're two weeks away on Rose Avenue. So uh, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting, man. It's it's such a cool uh, look that you've got down there in your your Bluestone Lane coffee house. So look at this incredible avocado smash with prosciutto. That's yeah. the best avocado smash I've ever seen. Is this this, <laughs> this, this from the uh, the back streets of Melbourne where you got this idea? I'm gonna have a bite of it while you tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, well, pretty pretty much. So, Whoa. knowing my background, yeah, what well, it's pretty slippery that thing. Uh, it's it's they call it the lot for a reason. There's, oh, a, there's a, a lot of topping on it. Everything on it. Yeah, um, but it, essentially, mm. I wanted to bring the Australian sort of coffee culture to the US and and scale it. I had never worked a day in hospitality or retail in my entire life. I mm. knew nothing about the industry other than I was a customer. And I thought there must be more people like me that are interested in a more premium experience. So where it's just not about the quality of product, but mm. very much about the service and the aesthetic mm. and feeling like it's your local and that mm. you have that element of escape where you can, you know, you've had a terrible, you know, a tough morning or a tough night, the baby screaming, you can go in your local and they mm. recognize your face, your name, your order. And I think that's the quintessential property of the Australian coffee culture that it's very much about that local community and, and, mm. and the ability for that proprietor and that team to make you feel different. And that's what we're trying to do here. I, I couldn't believe when I got to America for the first time how bad the coffee was and that <coughs> Starbucks, <coughs> sorry, pardon me. <laughs> and, 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 and couldn't find a decent coffee. What, what is it with Americans loving the syrup coffee? Yeah, it's, uh, listen, I think what's happened is um, through Starbucks sort of commercial success, they were the ones who introduced it and everyone's hooked on the sugar. But yeah, slowly, that's what it is. slowly uh, the, the younger generation, the millennials who have known about Starbucks since being introduced by their parents or at, at 
at school are now looking for a more premium experience mm. and a more healthy food offerings, a more pure artisan type of flavor. Mm. And that's consistent with what we provide in Australia. It's so, bloody good coffee. And this the prosciutto is amazing. It's, it's usually when you go to a coffee shop and you ask for prosciutto on, you know, with um, avocado on toast, you don't get prosciutto that tastes that good. Yeah, or well... prosciutto, how do you pronounce it? Uh, prosciutto, prosciutto, spot on. So. Australian way to say it. Yeah, that's all right. We, we're unashamedly Australian. How many of these stores the have you got now? Uh, we're just about to open our 30th store. Wow. So, well done. Yeah, we've been very, very lucky. We've just... We're just we've got a great team mm. and we have an incredible amount of locals who... Who come every day and um, and speaking you know, of locals, you've got a, a couple of Aussie people working for you as well. And is is that a secret to the business? Whenever Australians come to LA, New York, or wherever Bluestone Lane are, the, the Aussies rock up and get a decent coffee. Yeah, I, I think very much so. We're unashamedly Australian. We're trying to model everything on the Australian coffee experience. And what we find, and particularly now with a bit more sort of scale and size, that a lot of of the a lot of the best Australian hospitality sort of small business owners and entrepreneurs want to join us mm. and we think that's absolutely amazing because there's so much opportunity because it's a franchise no it's all company owned you join us just to work with you yeah yeah to Sorry lead, you lead my mouthful. yeah lead part of the business and you know, the states has got 330 million people so that just the opportunity is just on a magnitude that's hard mm. to even fathom in australia i was reading somewhere that in new york 75 percent of the um hospitality businesses fail in the first five years was that something that freaked you out did you have any any uh, moments where you thought, oh, this could go pear-shaped? Uh, without a doubt. And probably most days, I do think. Really? Uh, uh, Even now I, when you're opening, yeah. like you're about to do a uh, restaurant, you're about to do dinner as well. Yeah, I think you've got to have that element of paranoia. It keeps you on your toes. It's a bit like, you know, a sporting team. You, mm. any, on any day, you can lose a footy game, right? Yeah. And uh, Like Collingwood. Yeah. Or, Is that your team? <laughs> I actually go for <laughs> Melbourne. Like oh, I, I played for three AFL teams, very much Let a journey. Let me see if I can man. remember. Is yeah. that Collingwood? Yeah. The Piran Dragons? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, I re- That was probably the most successful <laughs> team of all, all of them I played with, that's for sure. And wasn't an AFL club. Yeah, Collingwood, Hawthorne and St. Kilda. Uh, Which one did you like the best? Which uh, was the most fun? Well... Well, I played the most AFL games at Hawthorne, so mm. I think I enjoyed that a lot. But then, Sinclair, is that where you know Shura Tap from? Uh, well, I know Shura from school, from is Wesley. That, he's the announcer at the um, the Hawthorne Hawks game. I didn't know yeah. that, that you actually went to school with him. Yeah, went I, to. I was a year above him at Wesley. We played school footy for a number of years, and then when I played AFL mm. for six seasons, I came back to our old schoolboys team, Collegians, mm. and I played with Shura, and Shura was yeah. the best player in that competition. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it was amazing because he was, he, was, he was doing Warner Brothers' like kids' show yeah. in the morning and yeah. then rock up to the game five <laughs> minutes before and then no warm-up rolling in the amazing, second dude. half of the and first he used, quarter. He used to host the Mole in Australia yeah. as well, yeah. and uh, I worked with him at the Commonwealth Games uh, for Facebook and Channel 7, we were interviewing the athletes after the games. But we had some big nights there, I tell you. Yeah, he's a he great... Likes he's, an, he's a sporting encyclopedia, that guy. Yeah, he loves sports. Loves loves golf. Golf's his big passion now. But And, and other, other than the Hawks. But yeah, he's just always been into um, acting, performing, TV. And uh, oh, he stayed with us a couple of times in New York and crashed on the cast like uh, good Australian mates do. And uh, no, great guy, great guy, and he's doing really well. So, so you started out in New York, and now you're here. Yeah. What do you prefer, New York or LA? Uh, why, why have you moved here? Just to oversee things? You think you go back to New York? No, I, I think we're here now 
LA permanently. We've just had a, a little girl, our first child, my oh. wife, Alexandra, and I. A supermodel? Are, apparently, you're married to a supermodel. Uh, well, yeah. I, I would say I'm, <laughs> I'm batting well above my average. <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah, I think Is this it must a have been New York coffee. supermodel or Australian girl? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Australian girl from Melbourne, uh, modeled uh, based in New York. And, and oh, you met in New York? Paris. No, we met in Melbourne, actually. We met oh. at Derby Day, like the, the true oh, courting yes. uh, festival. So, when you were wasted. Year. Uh, well, you know, I, I would say I was inebriated. Um, <laughs> I was having a good time on Derby Day and, um, and uh, we met and uh, yeah, then we caught up down the beach a few months later and um, the courtship Aww. sort of was brief and then we've been going out for, uh, we've been together for over 10 years now. Oh, that's so cool, man. I'm very surprised she stuck it out with me. I was, um, especially when I was juggling two jobs mm. because Bluestone actually launched its first store in uh, late July 2013. So yeah. we're coming up to our fifth year anniversary. Yeah, wow. For the first three years, I was still working full time in mm. in banking and uh, doing this on the side. So yeah, I right. jumped at twelve stores. So I wasn't a particularly mm. like focused individual. Um, well, you were working for ANZ. You wouldn't want to be working for the banks now. They're all getting busted for being banking cartels and yeah. ripping off customers and doing all this dodgy stuff. Yeah, what? not not a not a, a great period in sort of the Australian yeah. uh, banking history, but. When I I had I loved my time at ANZ. I had a great opportunity. I, I was rebuilding uh, the corporate finance function in in uh, New York and London in 2011. Wow, I had cool. Great bosses, but then um, none of those guys are in uh, in banking industry anymore. They're going They're to jail them. now. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's leaving. <laughs> that's right. So that's yep. the real reason behind Bluestone Lane. That, uh, <laughs> it's a cover. I gotta get yeah, out of here. Yeah. These guys are doing some dodgy yeah, stuff. Yeah. So uh, no. New York must have been so much fun and, and, and starting a business there and, you know, taking on the other coffee houses and, and actually becoming a success has is, is been such an incredible ride for you. And, and now with 30 coffee houses, that's crazy. Where, where does all this coffee come from? And you, you must be quite particular with where you get it from and how you make it and who the baristas are because a lot goes into it, isn't it? Yeah, well, more than I realized, absolutely, because, you know, I, I still can't make good coffee you know it's, <laughs> you got to bring in the guys that know how to we do it it's in their dinner. exactly no no i'm fine with being honest but you about have to it. study it to make a decent coffee yeah i think there's definitely technique there's, there's sort of key elements is without that like your technical training mm. um the equipment the bean and the milk and mm. um jai lot who heads up all of our coffee and tea he's actually a surfer from noosa oh, who right. married an american yeah and uh I met him in New York <laughs> after a couple of stores, and wow! Just, so this guy could run the whole thing, and it, and he, he does. He used to literally sell coffee in the morning and surf every day, and now the guy runs the uh, runs the whole business. But uh, we roast all our coffee in Dumbo, Brooklyn. We built a big roastery there. Oh wow! Cool. And, uh, and is, is it coffee from? Um Arabica, is it? Yeah. Oh, you say it? Yeah, Arabica beans. Arabica beans. Yeah. So have not, you ever no had, Robusta. Have you ever had um, Lawak coffee from a cat's ass? Uh, <laughs> no. Have you heard about that? <laughs> is this like the thing that like monkeys, you no, know? No, no. So there's, there's this little sort of pussycat looking animal yeah. in, in Indonesia called the Lawak. And um, in the Balinese sort of area when, the, when it was a Dutch colony, they used to uh, buy all the expensive, the best coffee beans. Yeah. But then they realized that all the townspeople who were working for them were drinking this amazing coffee. And they're like, where do you get this from? And what, what was happening is this Lawak, this cat, was going out into the coffee fields 
and eating the coffee and pooping it out. Ah, the old excrement, and, yeah. And because it was fermented through the cat's stomach, apparently it tastes better. As, and, and they sell it as a more expensive coffee now. We need in to do that. You, you need cat's we bum need coffee. Pivot. You've we, heard it here first. We need to pivot and do that. Okay, so... <laughs> But, we, but, no, like, we're not. We're not sourcing that at the moment. No. You don't have Lawax, mate. What, no. what do you have a lot of in LA? Homeless people? <laughs> you, well, <laughs> there's definitely opportunity there. You want to be getting... Oh, no. <laughs> it is um, a problem in LA, the homeless people. I should joke about it because uh, I did live here for a couple of years. And, yeah. and, and, and I noticed just down the road in uh, Venice, they're setting up a big fundraiser tonight yeah. uh, for the, uh, help the homeless people. Um, it, it's, it's, it's pretty prevalent around here and, De- and in definitely, New York. Definitely in Venice. Is it a I mental health problem as well as a homeless Without a thing? doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. I think that the social sort of security system um, is nowhere near as robust as what we have in Australia. And, and certainly, like, I, I feel incredibly um, sad a lot of the time um, because, it, you know, it's a lot of these people that they're from institutionalized sort of poverty and, and hardship and then some definitely is showing you know symptoms of mental um you know ill health mm. but uh you know it is the land of opportunity and that's the thing with bluestone like we our biggest challenge in growing is people and mm. we, we're constantly trying to recruit people and it's and provide tremendous growth opportunities you could join bluestone as uh you know as a dishwasher and be running the store within in nine months well that's and, actually uh, what i'm here for this is just yeah. a secret way to get an audition to work in bluestone um, right. I'd like to be a barista. Yeah. Oh, I'll start okay. washing the dishes. But that's, yeah. that, that's, that's cool <laughs> that you, you know, you're hiring the Aussies, but you're also you're helping people uh, you know, get the right people to oh. work in your coffee house. It's hard to find staff. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, like the way that we run our sort of employee proposition is much more aligned to Australia rather than the US. So when I moved across, there was this, this minimum wage, which was below yeah. levels that I, I could remember how much I was being paid in my chemist round when I was like 10 years of age and there was no paid leave. So we instituted things like that. We yeah. have um, paid leave, uh, we have salaries, we have, you know, we premium paying, uh, we have oh, health insurance. That's cool. We do everything that we can because our staff are everything. Like mm. Bluestone, and they're going to promote you as well. They'll tell all their friends and family to come in and buy you really good coffee. Bluestone Lane is just a human connection business. It's only about people. Like coffee, everyone will be able to make good coffee soon enough. Everyone will catch on to it. It's about the human connection that mm. makes it special. And I think that's very much what the Australian coffee culture is. Yeah. You look forward to seeing that guy who knows your name, your the face, with the your tattoos order. and the beard. If he doesn't have that then he, and, and a cool hat, you know that he's not going to make a good coffee. <laughs> like the dude downstairs, he plays in a band, he's got some groovy earrings. Yeah. I'm like, I'll know how to make my coffee. What's it like living and working in Donald Trump's America? Well, it has been certainly polarizing, yeah. I'd say that. But uh, listen, he's not everyone's cup of tea and uh, you know, he's not really mine. But um, yeah, it's very strange because the whole US political system was yeah. just like fascinating. Yeah. He's very much like... Uh, um, you know what's the what's the Kevin Spacey show? We can't even mention yeah, his yeah, name. House either. House of Cards. I think it very much <laughs> is. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm just hoping that sanity prevails. Mm. And uh, but you know, because what's going on the different. border now? I mean, there's obviously different sides to the story. All these people, they're illegal immigrants yeah. coming across the Mexican yeah. border, and they're being uh, separated from their children. I mean, yep. some some people say, oh, you know, they broke the law, but you know, you got a m- morality issue really because there because you're taking kids away from their parents and then i mean that's that's what it's it comes heartbreaking down to. Yeah. Uh, but i just saw a flash update that i think he's conceded that that um due to 
sanity he has prevailed on this no, one and public opinion that, that mm. no longer children are going to be separated from their families over but the border. It, isn't it crazy, though, that uh, he's gone and had a meeting or a love affair with Kim Jong? Yeah. Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un? Yeah, talk about, like, uh, a, yeah. we were talking about, uh, I was having this discussion with a friend a couple of days ago about, like, brand management and how yeah. well this guy's played it. Like, yeah. think about it, only six months ago, Thomas, everyone was so worried that he was just going to destroy the free Yeah, and they world. were talking nukes. And, and, and now you know, he's like... He's, yeah. he's on Vogue. He'll be on the front cover of Vogue soon. Well, they're talking about he'll, he'll get a uh, Nobel Peace Prize oh. if, if, if they uh, denuclearize. He's played this North system Korea. beautifully. So I hope the end game's a positive one, yeah. or it's not just like going to end mm. up like uh, what was the what was the thing the guys from South Park did and they had the puppets and it was Nick like Kilkenny. Uh, yeah, ha, ha, oh, yeah. No, Team Hands America, Blake, Team America. <laughs> yeah, and it was his father, right? <laughs> no more WMD. So um, <laughs> you know, I listen. I I, I just. Like the whole nuclear thing, I think yeah. it really got a lot of attention in the yeah. press in the US over the last two years. And I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, again, that everyone sort of, it, the world's in a bit of a challenged position right now. Totally. We, we need to sort out a lot of areas that, that are in more sort of military sensitive areas yeah. politically and even just some of the trade stuff. I don't think, I know there's the biggest movement we've ever seen mm. against globalization, but mm. again, I hope that, that um, the powers that be mm. come to their senses and we all realise we've got one planet and we have to sort yeah. of get along. Well, something I find interesting, just talking to people today, I only flew into LA today, they, they don't want Trump to succeed. They're like, he's their president, but they don't care. Like, they'd rather him fail at, you know, denuclearizing North Korea because they, they don't want him to be successful because they just hate him so much here. Well, very much. California's like staunch Democrat state, like yeah. New York. So, um, you know, it's, it's obviously he has, um, he has an active supporter base, but I do think he's divided a lot of, a lot of the country. So hopefully um, the people around him can, can, you know, direct him in the right way. And, you know, it's going to be really interesting. I think that no one's emerged on the Democrat side to mm. be the, the, the rightful sort of um, heir to the, to, you know, Obama's legacy. But there's a lot of discussion about, obviously, Michelle Obama. There's a lot of discussion about Howard Schultz, who was the, yeah. who was the uh, CEO and chairman of Starbucks, right. um, who stepped down from Starbucks two weeks ago for the first time after, really? you know, 30, 40 years. Mm. Um, he has no active enrol, uh, role with the company anymore. So and maybe he'll run. Yeah, that was, that's all the rumors. Do you think we'll see another uh, actor or someone? Like, I think... Uh, one of the Baldwins was saying, is it, uh, who's the one that impersonates Alec, Alec Baldwin? Yeah. He, he said the other night that he would run. I think he, he wanted to be run in character as Donald <laughs> Trump and everyone voted to him. That would just be so messed that would up. Be, I think Alec's got a few skeletons in the cupboard. That, that, yeah. well, well, That's listen, a thing. Donald, Donald had a few, but it, totally. it clearly hasn't Stormy Daniels. Uh, yeah, Stormy. She got paid off, but she's yeah. still traveling around using it for promo. Yeah, apparently. apparently. That's if you're a politician, you've got, or on reality TV, which is the same kind of thing. You got skeletons in the cupboard, they're going to find them. Yeah, they're, they're going to... They're going to come out. They're going to say things about you yeah. that are true, not yeah. true. Yeah. It's, the Russians uh, are going to be trying to either get well, you yeah. voted off or oh. voted on. Yep, that's true. I think in the... I think when you're playing with a, a Hollywood star, they've, they've probably, you know, bent a few rules, tried a few tricks to make it to the top. Mm. And uh, normally they, they leave a few little crumbs where the m mice can feed off and, and generate a story. Do you think you'll, uh, do you think you'll get uh, voted back in? I, I don't think so. But again, I wouldn't be surprised mm. because I didn't think he'd be voted in in the first place. The, the, the college... 
um, electrical, uh, <laughs> electrical, electric <laughs> system is very unusual. Electoral, yeah. The electoral system um, is very unusual. The fact that yeah. Hillary won the majority vote yeah. but wasn't elected. It's mm. it's very different from the way it works in Australia. And then so. they say, oh, no, it's just if you take out California, then Donald Trump had more votes. And it, it is very confusing, isn't well, it? Well, it's, it's, it's funny that you take out like, the most popular state that's democrat and guess what yeah you win the majority vote it's like okay we'll take out texas super delegates yeah like where i like one person has more votes when they're voting for uh someone to run for them yeah Uh, like poor old uh bernie sanders he he was ahead on points and then all of a sudden hillary pulled some sort of trick to to be able to get herself to run i mean that hillary's still sort of acting like she thinks she might run again I mean, oh, she. she yeah. what I think she's a bit so, bitter. That's what's so happened. embarrassing for her to get beaten by someone like Donald Trump. She should just yeah. pipe down and let someone else step forward and have a go. Yeah, I, I think that's what's going to happen. I, I, I think it was clearly that not enough females, in particular, voted for Hillary, and uh, that was that was that played a big role in in the result. Mm. But uh, yeah, Bernie Bernie had a lot of momentum there, mm. and uh, particularly in New York and Vermont, and obviously that northeastern area. But uh, I think we, I think the next Democratic Party leader will be someone yeah. f- new. They'll, I think they need to. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. They bring in someone who's going to come with a tremendous amount of momentum and popularity. Maybe Robert and, De Niro. He'll come, yeah, he'll well, come into his speech. Fuck Trump. Yeah, well, he's, <laughs> did he's, you see him the other day in Canada. the Tony Awards, was it, or something? Yeah, he, Tony. And then he did it in Canada, but I saw he's opening the new Nobu there. Well, and then he opened, uh, we're kid. apologizing to the... You know, Canada and their citizens. So. This is someone who was best mates with the Weinsteins and he used to have such an incredible career. Now he's doing <laughs> Dirty Grandpa. He's the same age as Donald Trump. Maybe he's just pissed off that Donald Trump is the leader of the free world and he looks like a homeless guy off the street saying, fuck Trump. <laughs> I mean, anyone who, you know, is from middle America that likes Trump, or, uh, that is sort of like on the edge, maybe I'll vote the other way. Surely the Hollywood elite know that they have to have a better argument than just getting up and saying, fuck Trump. Yeah, I... I they need I to can't be a bit more it clever of it with it, yeah. a bit more creative. I mean, it, well, it seems like just a bit sort of like blatant, crude headlines yeah. capture people's attention. Mm. That's what's a bit sad, yeah. I think, about True. social media. Around, I thought one of the most fascinating things I've read for the last couple of weeks was Tim Cook's interview about the new iPhone that's going to have the software that'll tell you how long, how much screen time, that and how many times so you good. picked it it's up. So well needed. Ah, oh, it's and and the fact that Apple, which is clearly incentivized for everyone yeah. to keep their phone in their hand, in fact, tape yeah. it on, glue it to your hand, yeah. has said that I'm surprised how much time I'm spending on my iPhone. Mm. My iPhone wasn't designed for this. This notifications thing has gone bananas. We have to pair it back. Your notification I, thing is a joke. Like, if you don't go through and turn off notifications for the majority of the apps you got, you get the worst anxiety attacks because you get a notification every 10 seconds. Yeah, well, and you've got the vibration on it's awfully sort of strange right so annoying yeah that that was uh, a big eye opener and it was it was nice to see apple you know 
Shows on the front sanity, foot and like, some leadership. Yeah. I think Tim Cook is a phenomenal leader. Obviously, everyone talks about the legacy of Steve Jobs, but I think the way that Tim Cook has handled that succession with such um, such sort of his own style, but um, with so much strength and poise and respect, it's and are it's you a trying company. to open a Bluestone Lane in the Apple headquarters um, here yes. in California? Yes, yes. <laughs> Cupertino. You, 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 you probably you probably could, couldn't you? They they they're probably got a a Burger King in there and a Starbucks. <laughs> they need a, they need a blue yeah, lane. They probably do have a Starbucks. Yeah. So Tim, if you're listening, I, I want to be in your big building. But it, it'll be they pay for it. It'll yeah, be free, I'd, it? I'd assume like Google that, as well. I assume that Apple that has I don't know like nearly a trillion dollars of cash that they exactly. can probably afford a few flat whites. Have you, know? you have you been to uh, Google headquarters? Um, no, I haven't actually. But mm. I've been to Apple headquarters. Oh, I've yeah. been to Facebook, HP. Because in my banking life, I, I banked a lot of those oh. companies. So I used to go to the Bay Area, yeah. um, sort of every couple of months. I just went down yeah. there for a drive because um, I was going to meet a, a friend of mine who worked at Facebook and have a coffee. And he didn't give me the tour, unfortunately, which would have been really fun. So yeah. I thought I really want to see Google. So I thought yeah. I'll just do a drive by and have a look at the Google headquarters. And I parked the car and I went, hang on a minute, this is the actual Google headquarters car park. So I just walked in and there were all these food vans and all these Google employees getting free food. So I queued up and I got a free taco. There you and go. then I and then I followed a couple of Google Googlers, Google guys into the into the offices and they had a, a slippery slide coming down from the second floor into like a, a kid's playroom. What? And yeah, and they had like um, all these ping pong tables and stuff like that. I, oh, yeah. I, I literally only walked in for about a minute because I'm thinking I'm going to get arrested and someone's going to crash tackle me to the ground at any second because they'd have face recognition technology yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was, it was, I couldn't believe how easy it was just to walk in, walk around and have a look and Very trusting. pretend that I was. Maybe, maybe you're just like a master at, you know, deception and, and finding ways to, to penetrate high security buildings. I sh- you know? Maybe I sh- that's a career. I shouldn't be talking about that kind of yeah, thing because I'm about to go through Russia yeah. driving in the Mongol rally. Yeah. Well, they'll uh, probably respect that type of behavior. Yeah, they, yeah, they would. They, yeah. They'd enjoy it. Yeah. You do, do you reckon that they um, that the Russians hacked Hillary Clinton's emails and, and helped Donald Trump get in? I think they definitely played a part yeah. in uh, the election. That's undoubted. I think both sides have admitted mm. that that's what's happened. That's what America's so, done that for years meddling in other people's elections and trying to put people in power yeah well you know so they say so they say um, i gotta be he very careful here. he doesn't like, want his visa taken no, away i don't the caa could be listening no um i i think that it's that's a, one of the biggest problems right that we've got like social media has some big externalities and one of them is people are literally believing anything that flashes on their computer screen their iphone their ipad their smartphone device and if it says that you know this person said this about um, um, this particular person in a, in a racist way or if it was discrimination mm. people the first thing they do is they assume that it's it's fact mm. it's like it's an encyclopedia it was like it was produced um, you, you know by an independent news, news source you got to do your own research because there's so many news sources out there that are, are pumping out crap that's not true whether it's CNN or some little guy on his on his uh, laptop that's putting something out there that a lot of times I feel like they're exa- either exaggerating the truth you know, or, or, make, or making stuff up just to get the hits because they're all yeah. desperate. I mean, these big news services used to be, you know, the, the, the owners. Truly, truly the, independent. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they used to be the owners of the, the keys to the world that everyone would get their news off them and now they're not. So 
I feel like they exaggerate things a little bit. Look at us getting political. We came yeah. here to talk about coffee. Yeah, I thought that was right, Mike. Now, you know, now you're putting my visa at risk. Let, you're let, probably let, putting my business at risk. Hey, tell I'm me, probably going to get a red dot in my head any second, you know. Tell, now, leave the Indians out of this. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> no. Dude, come on. California, oh, you got to be careful. No, no. Right, we'll, we'll edit that. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is not good. So tell me, um, you're, you're here in, uh, in L.A., your, uh, you know, your coffee houses are, are, are going are brilliant. You've got yeah, 30 of them all over America, not just, yep. not just LA and yeah, New York. Six cities. Where, where six else cities. are they? Yeah, so uh, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and LA. Yeah, and we're going, uh, within the next 12 months, we'll be in Austin, Texas, Houston, Dallas, uh, Boston, and we're, we're looking at Miami, Nashville, uh, and Seattle. I think we've got to go to Seattle. Yeah, the totally. Home of Starbucks and and open. Oh, you're there. going to take them on. Well, I would, think would we you just got to do something really something cocky different. and just and just open one right next door to a Starbucks. Uh, yeah. I well, would. have you done that? Well, uh, no, we haven't yet. But I think it'd be a good case study, yeah. right? And I think that that the Starbucks is still do really well because yeah. people have been consuming it like every day for thirty years. Used to it, but. I think it would be good to sort of contrast the experiences and who knows, maybe we actually get a lot of their staff moving across to work for us. Um, mm. But I think Starbucks, that's the thing. I, I am so respectful of what they've done. They're the best hospitality company in history and, yeah. and Schultz, I think, is the best leader. Um, I'm in absolute admiration for what they've achieved and yeah. uh, they're just taking a different path. Mm. They've got 27,000 stores. It's oh pretty hard God. to be boutique. 27,000. They've opened three a day That's since ridiculous. Schultz Still. bought the company Still. in 87. Yeah, and they, they're about to open more than 10,000 in China. So, so uh, it's Schultz, game on Schultz, for them. He owns all of them. I thought it's not a stock listed. No, thing it's a listed company. Yeah, right. hundred billion dollar valuation. So. Whoa, man, that's crazy. So yeah. you have a um, a few celebrities come through your coffee houses. Yeah, you got, yeah. You, you got any uh, any insta famous people or celebrity actors who who come by that swear by your coffee? You give yeah. you give you plugs. Yeah, well, you know we. Hugh Jackman and Margot Robbie was in our LA store a couple of weeks ago. I was Margot. pretty excited. I wish I was in LA for that one. I Isn't she incredible? Car. What that girl yeah. has done, and and you know being a producer of her, her own yeah. executive producer of her own you know film company, making movies at, at her age. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like Margot, she's she's, she's such a cool down to earth yeah, chick. Is what when, when I was great. working on Big Brother all those years ago, she was on Neighbours. And uh, I hang out with her at a lot of you know Channel Ten launches, and such a nice down to earth yeah. girl. Yeah, incredible. And then to make it the way that she did, you know, taking that role in Wolf of Wall Street, and uh, you know, Scorsese, you know, it was a big, big role. And gee, she pulled it off, and then just strength to strength. And obviously, I Tonya is the producer, so no, I'd, I'd, she'd be, she'd be. Great as an ambassador for the company. Oh, she? Margot, yeah, yeah. if you're watching, yeah, I've sort of told the team I want, really? I want to meet Margot. Do you and have I want to make the face of Bluestone? Who's a Bluestone ambassador? Oh, listen, I think we've we've got a few really? in, in New York. Like, um, I'm going to eat this avocado. Yeah, smash. James Franco's in frequently. Um, oh. Malcolm Gladwell's in most days. The the author, um, big fan of his books. James Franco, wow, yeah, cool. he hangs out a lot. Um, mm. But yeah, cool. you know, if I guess if you to me, that's the fortunate thing. Like if you're based in New York and you're based in LA and your proposition's pretty good, there's a good chance that you're probably going to get a few famous folk in there. We've had, you know, everyone from the big Instagram stars, whether it's Gigi Hadid and, and you know, Kendall Jenner through to, 
sportsman. So, you know, Paddy Mills is a big fan. I've seen him a few times. Going How good to, is Paddy Mills? What a legend. Yeah, I love Paddy Mills. Yeah. He, he's gone in multiple times with mm. Bluestone Lane Cup. You know, when they do the, when they, they're all dressed up going, you know, through Press the conference. tunnels. Yeah, he's had the Bluestone Lane oh, Cup. Oh, wow. I couldn't he's, believe it. He's plugging the Australian cop in. He knows this Australian. Yeah, and it was on the Spurs um, Instagram once. Oh, my God. Nearly gosh. fell over. I think, sure, I think sure you, actually. You, you better open, open a copy house down there. Yeah, we're looking. We're looking in San Antonio. I think that'd be pretty cool. So, and so you're, you follow basketball? Somewhat. I follow Australians who are making. So I was a big fan of Joe, Joe Ingalls yeah. in, uh, in the playoffs. But no, I don't know basketball particularly well. I sort of follow American football a bit more. Right, Andrew Bogut. Yeah, Bogut. Bogut's had a great career. Yeah. These DSLRs, they, they build the 30 minutes and then the R's back to 10. But that's all right. These still going. Okay. Yeah, sorry. As you're saying. Um, yeah, Bogut. Bogut's great, but... Listen, the, everyone's talking about the Simmons, right? That's, that's ben, the, ben Simmons, like some of the commentators, I hear them talking about him as the next Michael Jordan. Yeah. I think, well, even LeBron. Wow. I think LeBron said that he's going to be the next LeBron. So, um, Would you it, put LeBron on, on par with Michael Jordan? I think so. I think he's, he's pretty amazing that good. The, the problem is LeBron hasn't won enough championships. Mm. That's the challenge, right? If yeah. he'd won the last two, mm. um, I think it'd be sort of on that level but that's what everyone's going to refer to it's amazing to see rings. people like lebron and you know michael jordan the whole team that's playing around them really lift their game but i don't i don't feel like in the last finals that that lebron you know, and his he's team st- lifted yeah, still still really well, well, but but no one else like stood up to the level they needed yeah but and like that was the thing like durant obviously just had a phenomenal playoff yeah. and then the final um, what was it, game four that they Steph won? Curry, it? Steph Curry, you know, ridiculous. had 35. And, and the game before, he really played a supporting role for Durant. And then, yeah. you know, Steph, and he, I, I remember how many three, for, he shot, he missed like 10 threes in the game prior. Yeah. And then he comes, this is what I can't believe about basketballers. Mm. And you think about like AFL when like people have got the yips. Yeah. They miss goals. And then the next week, they pretty much have sort of the, the remnants of yep. the yips again. Yeah. In basketball, it can change. Steph Curry could miss 10 threes in a row yeah. and then hit 10 threes in a row. Like, mm. it's just the it's mentality bizarre, on it's, it's, American it's, athletes is a little bit different. It's a juju. It's like a, an energy. And, and you see them when they come out onto the court and they're all high-fiving and doing their handshakes it's and confidence. getting along really well. It's a confidence it's thing. It's, yeah. it's the crowd getting behind you. It's feeling yeah. good and knowing you can nail it. But if yeah. one little off thing, maybe your wife is bagging you at home in the morning. And <laughs> you're thinking about it just as you try to shoot the three-pointer, you'll miss. Yeah. But then, you know, they'll block it out. The next day, they'll do it. And then, that was an interesting thing about AFL, actually. That the guys that I, I typically found are the best players could just have this innate confidence, no matter what was going on, that they could turn it around and make it happen. And uh, I think that's the difference between someone who's you know, not a bad player versus like a champion. You still yeah. mates with any of the players? They come over and visit you at your Bluestone Lane? Yeah, there's a few, definitely. Um, Matt McGuire is one of my best friends. I played with him at St Kilda and he's, oh, cool. he's come across and stayed with me. And then, you know, some guys I used to, I played with, uh, like Matt Ball had played with at Hawthorne, but I also played with at sort of Pran Dragons and against him when he was at Xavier. Um, there's a few of those guys that, that I'm still really good friends with. And Matt's actually, uh, Matt Ball's a pretty big investor in Bluestone. So oh. hopefully we don't let him down. So you got a few um, inve- investors? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of family and friends in there and a couple cool. of uh, institutional guys. So, um, yeah, we're looking to grow pretty aggressively over mm. the next year. When are you coming to Australia? 
Oh, you wouldn't take a beer to the pub, would you? Right? It's too hard. We couldn't. We're not, too much competition. Oh, here, I, I think, think it is. I think it is. And and I'd be very worried that a few Aussies out there might be trying to sort of <laughs> knock us down a little bit. Well, you're hiring but, them to work in your cafes. Yeah, but they, <laughs> but they. I think there's a lot of attraction to work in the US. Yeah, um, yeah totally. So. Yeah, I think for us, like the US is the focus. And mm. then I'd imagine we'd have a good look at Asia and Canada, mm. the UK. Yeah. But um, yeah. What would you say to people out there that are watching just to, just to finish up? Because I know you're busy and yep. you you got the new restaurants opening yep. and um, and you got to get away. But what would you say to young businessmen, young entrepreneurs out there that are looking to start a business, not a coffee shop, uh, a, a business <laughs> in America, in LA, yeah. coming over here to crack the big time? Because I mean, from a, an actor's TV host perspective, I lived here in LA on and off yep. for a couple of years and it's, it's tough and it's I find LA is like a massive leveler for anyone that's coming from Australia you might have had some success they don't care you're starting from scratch here mm-hmm. what would you say to people out there that are coming here for the first time and going to have a crack at it like they just got their own one or got a green card and a lottery I think you need to be prepared and you need to be researched I do believe that coming across and chancing your arm in New York and LA is very challenging because it's hard to differentiate yourself. Mm. I think you need to have a bit of a plan. And if you're going to start a business, you really, really need to have spent the time and objectively viewed your value proposition. Like why will someone buy your product or service? Why will they join your team? And I think you've got to be really raw Mm. and honest and brutal about that. And if if you're not kidding yourself, and you're doing the research, which builds more confidence. I think you can. I think the U.S. is an incredibly entrepreneurial environment, and they get behind things like mm. nothing else. They they look for the positives, mm. not the challenges. Do you think Australia but, look a bit for the negative a bit more? I the think, tall poppy thing. I think that there's a reason why. Um, the venture capital industry doesn't really work in Australia. I think people are a bit more closed and conservative. Um, where in the US, that you know, they'll, they'll give anything a crack, right? And and they also have like weight of numbers. So, for for something to work in the US, you might only need one percent of the population. And mm. you know, you're talking about thirty-two million people. So a lot of people. What do we no, got in three Australia? Million, three point two million we got people. Like, so. What do we got? Twenty-six million in Australia or something like that. And Twenty-five million and yeah, verse three thirty. So yeah, one percent, three point three million. That's pretty exciting. That's a bigger market. That's the population of Melbourne, right? So mm, exactly. Yeah. Do you miss Melbourne? You miss home? Yeah, I miss my family and friends and the environment. Australia's the best country in the world. Uh, but for for professional opportunities, um, the US is great. But in saying that, like I love our lifestyle. Mm. I love living in New York for eight years. I love the lifestyle we have now in LA. And it's now we're one flight home, and the time zone's a lot better. And working in Bluestone with this team has been absolutely fantastic. And mm. I, I love being part of the crew and, and trying to make a difference to our locals day every day. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one, one last thing I, I just remembered I didn't ask you about. Yep. Um, I, I see a lot of the time out there they have uh, ethical coffee. Yeah. Um, do you, what, is, what is the difference? And do you guys uh, have ethical coffee or whatever that means? Yeah, there's different standards for where coffee is sourced. Uh, and we only serve rainforest alliance accredited uh, coffee which is the highest level of global accreditation so it really talks about ensuring that when when coffee's grown and sourced it's done in a sustainable way and uh, you know I think it's it's vitally important important for the environment and it's also vitally important for the entire value chain that the farmers are rewarded appropriately and and there's no sort of um, 
distortion that um, impacts the economics and viability. So RFA is the big one, a little frog. You'll see that yeah, I've symbol. Yeah, seen that. Yeah, is, so, what does that mean? Yeah, so it means this Rainforest Alliance accredited. So you need to you need to demonstrate to them where it's sourced from mm. and who you're working with. Mm. So that's the global standard. Um, and that's what we, we, we've looked for and everything yeah. we serve as RFA. Um, I think there's continued areas, like one of the big opportunities without a doubt is blockchain. So the full transparency on where a bean comes from and how right. it's sourced. Copy and I, bean blockchain. Yeah, I think the transparency that wow. blockchain can bring will be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. right. And so so you've been into crypto? Uh, I'm very much... Crypto, I don't know that much about, but blockchain, I've read a lot about, and I do think that it, it could work in... in the peer-to-peer -peer technology yeah, and just, between the coffee manufacturer yeah, and the coffee house. Yeah, and just full radical transparency on everything and, and um, you know, integrity behind the data and, and the inability to... So where, where would it. that blockchain technology be used in a way to pay the, the coffee producers? Yeah, yeah. Or is yep. like a ticketing system to prove that it came pay, from someone? just absolute transparency to know where it came from how it was sourced where, which intermediaries it went by which how it had to travel how long it's been sitting in a warehouse yeah, right. i think all that sort of stuff is gonna is gonna mean that you just you've just got greater visibility and uh i can see it working in a whole host of industries but coffee is one where it comes from a farm right coffee is a very human uh, capital intensive industry yeah. they, they've got farmers who pick the cherries and then you know it's washed and dried and sorted and all that sort of stuff and then it comes through as a green bean and then gets roasted in a facility in in Dumbo Brooklyn New York yeah. City so I, I think I'm really excited about the advances in um, in blockchain and, and you know everything we do at Bluestone because I didn't have any background in hospitality I've, I've applied a sort of corporate lens to it and looked at big best practices across a whole different industry whole different number of industries. So everything we do is like tech forward. We're paperless, we're cashless. Um, everything's in the cloud. Mm. We can monitor all our performance of all our stores or anything really digitally. Mm. So it just makes it a lot easier to run a business. And that's also another tip for people starting out. Like try and make it easy for yourself by leveraging technology to help you. Mm. And um, it enables you to make decisions faster and work out where you should be spending your time and investing. Mm. So Speaking of making decisions faster, that's yeah. the cops I can hear in the background. So I'm going to go. Thank you very much for watching on the mic. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. If you're in LA or many other places across America, make sure you go to Bluestone Lane, best coffee in the USA, maybe even the best in the world. I'm sure some people <laughs> in Melbourne would disagree, but yeah. uh, <laughs> this guy's a legend. He's doing great things, and I uh, wish you all the best, mate. Thanks so much Thanks, for being Mike. on the show. Thanks. Appreciate it. Nicholas Stone. Cool, man. Okay. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com